I'm Bay, And I'm Morgan. And we are the Body Acceptance Babes. This is the podcast where we talk about how to accept the body you have, let go of societal expectations to change the way you look, and to just be who you were born to be from the inside out. You'll hear about how we embrace body neutrality, reject diet culture, and learn how you can too. Now on with the show. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Bay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Did you ever hear from the school about the the food issue we talked about last episode? (laughs) Um, So actually, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but um, the school actually hasn't said anything. Um, But I did bring it up with my therapist. Um, And while I always expected her to like have my back, I didn't expect her to be as appalled as she was about the whole policy. (laughs) Um, Like I expected her to to say something like, you know, everyone has their own journey and blah, blah, blah. But she was actually just like, they want you to do what? Are they allowed to do that? And she actually like looked up the school board to see if it was an actual policy or if it was like, if it was like just something. And she goes, I don't see that it's a policy. And she goes, it's not for TDSB, like like which is a school board in our region. It's not for this school board either. So she, you know, assumed that it was just a, you know, just something that was said. Um, So I, yeah, so she basically said, that if ever the, the the basically she said that I should feel empowered to pack my daughter's lunch any way I want to. I shouldn't feel anxious about it. It shouldn't trigger me, even though it does, but it shouldn't. And she said if ever the school says anything that she has my back, that she would write a letter to the school explaining like the harmfulness of it. Um, she even said like her suggestion on how to deal with what they probably are worried about with childhood obesity and whatever was she goes, they should hire the school board should hire a dietitian or a nutritionist. Um, and to literally explain to parents essentially be like, this is how you can pack a lunch, but it should still be up to the parents what they pack. So yeah, like it should just be like, here's some information to help you. And then like, that would be it. So yeah. Um, yeah, so it so far so good. Um, I've been packing her little mini chocolate chip muffins. I actually packed her one cookie the other uh, Sunday night. So and Monday she came back like she came back and, and had eaten it. So I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable with what I'm doing. So um, good. yeah, so I'm glad like in my opinion, you shouldn't say anything to me. So yeah. no, 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 nothing from the school is good news in my opinion. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. What about well, you? That's good. Um, anything new? I, I mean, I did some online shopping and like it relates to like the topic today. Where right. like today we're talking yeah. about body dysmorphia, <laughs> <laughs> and like I try this stuff on, and like you can't try it on in the store, and like this will affect you at the store too. Yeah. This is what I love about shopping at home. It's like I can try something on one day and then try it on again the next day and feel like it looks completely different because like I put this Mm -hmm. outfit on and um because and it was literally like yoga pants and a top because we were walking the dog and I put it on the first day and I was like oh damn like I look fly (laughs) and then we went for a walk and I was like strutting as I'm walking (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the next day, I I was like, oh, I'm going to rewear this outfit because I really only wore it to like walk and I'll wear it again for the same purpose. I put it on the next day and I was like, oh my gosh, my stomach looks huge. Uh, and like, it's the exact same outfit at the exact same time of day. And the second that day... Is it, that is an incredible example of body as <laughs> And And what I did was I put a coat on Okay, granted, it was, like, a little chilly, so, like, I probably didn't need the coat because I was totally sweating, but, like, I was trying to hide because I felt like I looked so fat, Mm -hmm. like, which I didn't feel the day before in the exact same outfit. Like, it's crazy. Um, But, like, I don't know. I feel like the best way for me to do it was to still wear the outfit, but, like... You know, I put the coat on because mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, this is how I feel today. And and I have to, like, talk myself down from it where I'm like, well, you know, like, the body yeah. changes every day. And I ate different food today than I did yesterday. So, like, you know, I could be bloated. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. it could be anything. But to talk yeah. myself down from, like, it's okay. Don't change. Like, you yeah. loved it yesterday. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a perfect example of body dysmorphia. It's a perfect example <laughs> of of that, like, hyper-focus on our bodies and it being so different the day before. And I've totally had those experiences, too. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can I completely know. relate. <laughs> I know. So I guess we wanted to start off this topic. So your story segues into it perfectly, so I'm just going to start. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like... Um, like we wanted to just start it off by defining body dysmorphia. Did you want to read the definition? Sure. Uh, yeah. I literally Googled it, and yes. this was the top definition. Uh, but then I read a few other ones, and so I didn't vet this website, but the definition was basically the same as all the other ones, just, like, worded a little differently. Yeah. And um, I liked how it specifically talked about which age groups are more affected by it. So um, this is the definition. Body dysmorphic disorder or body dysmorphia is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their appearance. These flaws are often unnoticeable to others. People of any age can have BDD, but it's most common in teenagers and young adults. It affects both men and women. And this is from NHS.UK. Awesome. So yeah, that's a so that's a really I think the key point here in this definition for me um, is also I mean, I understand the age the age thing, too, but it's that these flaws are not are often unnoticeable to others or they're noticeable, but not no. But we think people are hyper focusing on them, but they're not. Right. So we like, you know what I mean? Like. It's, yeah, it's like if you're afraid to wear red lipstick because you're like, oh my gosh, it's so bold, and everyone, what are people gonna think? They're gonna see my red lips, yeah. and then nobody even notices. No one even notices. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's I I always I often think of it body dysmorphia as like hyper focusing on like it's almost like the details, right? Like instead of looking at the big picture. So it's yeah. like focusing on the smaller details, but hyper-focusing on them um, to the point where, you know, and then, and then, yeah, and then 
not looking at the big picture, right? Like, yeah, of how we look, like the whole thing put together, including the day, our mood, like our, you know what I mean? Like what, yeah. you know, what we, you know, what we ate that day, what we, how we're feeling, how, you know, that kind of thing, right? So. And I feel like for me, like, I always thought I had a big stomach because I was always a kid growing up. And at mm-hmm. the height of my disordered eating behavior, I would do 100 to 200 crunches every night because I was trying to specifically change my stomach. Right. And that's like the hyper focus is like. Yeah. 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 It's like you you're like, oh, my stomach, my stomach. But it's like, you know, it's really it's probably not. You know what I mean? It yeah. probably doesn't look to other people's eyes the way it looks to our own eyes in yeah. certain situations. And um, yeah, like so for me, I I know that it's body dysmorphia for me too when, when like you said in your story, it changes every – it can change day to day. So like yeah. I can put on an outfit or I can look at myself in the mirror naked and be like, I look – oh, I look like this one day and I'm okay with it and whatever. And then it's like another day. I, I go and I'm just like, oh, like, I hate this outfit. Like, and it's exactly what you're saying. And it's like, you couldn't, your body did not change in that 24 hour period or 48 hours or whatever it is. Like, it's your perception of your body that changed. So, um, and this happens, I think, to everyone, not just people in bigger bodies, not just, because I've had conversations with friends who aren't in bigger bodies who are more straight sized who have the exact same experience so it can be anyone right and it doesn't have to just be weight related it can be other flaws too that's literally what i was gonna say i was watching there's like all these old movie i have all these like movie channels on my new cable package and uh, mean girls was on tv and on the weekend so i watched it and there's one scene where they all go in front of the mirror and they're like oh my um hairline is so far back or like oh my eyebrows are too wide set or like oh i have these dimples that i don't like it's so it can literally be anything on any size body that you're just hyper focused on and can we just say, don't do that. Don't do what they did make me and girls. Don't get in a group of people and, you know, misery loves company, you know, yeah. ratting on yourself because like that's not going to that's not going to be helpful at all. So, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely can be everything like I've I've come home from being out all day. And notice like a random hair on my face and being like, oh, my God, everyone probably saw that hair. Blah blah. blah. Meanwhile, probably no one noticed it right yeah and or then, it, like, like just tweeze got it there. out and yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but like it's like I remember being like oh my goodness and then yeah probably no one noticed it but yeah, yeah. so it can be it can be everything it but body dysmorphia can be pretty crippling um to people like I've literally tried on 20 different outfits before one event like yeah because I didn't like the way I looked so I'm pretty sure we were going to a party at your house and I did that exact thing where I tried on everything and I was like, no, this is awful. No, this is awful. No, this. And I was like, these are my friends. Nobody's going to care. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, these are so awful. Where are my spanks? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's funny now. But in the in the moment, yeah. I was just, I was freaking out and there was clothes all over the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, clothes thrown across my bed and like, yeah. yeah so if. 
I don't know. So I have spoken to my eating disorder therapist about this topic at great length. And yeah. um, so there, we, we can talk about tips um, later on too about how to overcome this and kind yes. of things she's told me that I can share with our listeners and with you. And yeah, you know, hopefully that helps too. So that'll but, be so valuable. Yeah. And so I think like, um, so we've talked about a few examples of how we've each had with body dysmorphia. Um, and then like it, yeah. So body dysmorphia can definitely impact like shopping for clothes whether it's online and then like in your own house or whether it's at the store with friends. Um, yeah. And um, sometimes shopping with friends can be good because it they help, um, I would say, pull back on your body dysmorphia. Like they help give realistic, you know what I mean? But sometimes having friends can also not be helpful too. You know what I mean? Um, I think it depends on the friend and where they're at in their journey yes. too. Absolutely. And I also find sometimes I would go shopping with friends and, ca- and compare my body to their body, which mm-hmm. you shouldn't do, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's not the friend's fault. <laughs> that's No. Right? So. And the thing is to be careful who you're shopping with. Yeah. Because if you're shopping with someone who is on a, like if you're on a body acceptance journey and your friend isn't they and you go shopping with them and you're trying to be confident and wear like a pencil skirt with a tucked in shirt and then your friend might be like are you sure you want your stomach showing like that and that triggers the body dysmorphia voice or it shifts what you see in the mirror and you're like oh my gosh do I actually want to and then you might hesitate on something because of that and and I feel like sales associates won't say stuff like that but i feel like they're just trying to make a sale so they're not a good objective yeah. opinion either <laughs> yeah for sure and and not even them having to comment on you if they make comments about their own body in front of you yes. then yes. that can absolutely have the same effect too so yeah. like like if they're saying something like oh my, like, oh my God, I hate the way my stomach looks in this shirt or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be like, well, how does my stomach look in this? You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, right? Like, yeah. Um, and you want to support them on their journey and you want to be supported on your journey, but sometimes you can't get over your own stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. It can even be one of those not intentional comments where it's like you have so much confidence to wear something like that I could never have I'm just going to continue with the stomach I could never have my stomach showing like that and that just triggers that can be triggering too depending on oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) because absolutely because it's very like um because it's almost like you're like, wait, should I not have confidence? Should I not be wearing yeah. this? Like, it's almost like they're telling you that you're not allowed to wear it, right? Like, yeah. In a or like, way. do I have this confidence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Will I have this confidence every time I put this on? <laughs> yeah. Can't I just true. wear this and be happy? <laughs> do I need to have confidence to wear an article of clothing? Can I just wear it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what about body dysmorphia and how it relates to our relationship with food? Yeah, that's a tricky one, especially like with what we were talking about with, you know, shopping and 
if you are having a day where you're like, oh, no, my stomach, then you might be like, well, I don't want to eat this because it's going to add to what I'm already seeing as a flaw. What I'm already experiencing. And if you happen to go to the food court in the mall and your friend who says, oh, you're so confident for wearing that also makes a comment like you're so confident for eating that, then like yeah. that can be triggering too oh, with how I it relates hate, to body. I hate when it's like, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to eat that. I, I'm i being good. I'm trying to eat just lettuce. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> And you're like, you could eat this too. <laughs> you too yeah. can have this joy from from this sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Carbs are not exactly. your enemy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's true though. It's true. Like, you know, and yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, you don't need to be jealous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. That's, yeah. And everyone goes through their own, like, you know, one day a friend might not be on a diet. And then the next yeah. day, if they're having a bad body dysmorphia day, it might trigger so much diety yeah. behavior just because they're like beating up on yeah. themselves. Yeah. And I feel like people throw out, like, they're like, this is, this relates to me because I used to say this all the time with for body dysmorphia. When you have body dysmorphia, you generally have it at any size, including when I was a size two. When I was a size, and, and I can even say when I was a size two in the middle of my eating disorder, it was worse for me to, to like my body dysmorphia was worse than it is now because I was so obsessed with it. Right? Yes. Same. So that's one thing I will say. You can have it at any size, but it's like how can I say this? Like in terms of food. We throw out like, oh, if I could just lose 10 pounds, then I would look beautiful or whatever. Yeah. I would look great in this. Um, and it's but I would just want to point out that like when we start saying arbitrary numbers like that, like we actually don't know when you when you do lose weight or gain weight, you don't know where it's going to come from and yep. where it's going to go. And we assume like, oh, I have a big stomach. We'll use that example. Right. Like, so it's all the weight that I lose is going to come from my stomach. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So um, so that's something like as a anti-diet culture yeah. <laughs> comment that that I felt like making like that's something that um, I wanted to point out that like, you know, it, it, losing weight or losing a certain amount of weight or losing or doing whatever is not going to cure your body dysmorphia. Yeah, it it's 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 only going to make it worse, in my opinion, because yeah. you become so and then because you can become frustrated when what you want to see is not what exactly. You see. I have two so. little side stories about that. Sure. One is that in terms of like weight loss and body dysmorphia is that I carry my weight everywhere. And so mm-hmm. like when I told people I lost 60 pounds, if you looked at like before and after it didn't really look like 60 pounds because mm-hmm. it came from everywhere instead of like 60 pounds off the stomach or whatever because everyone carries their weight differently. Yeah. And okay, I have three things to say. <laughs> the next That's thing okay. I wanted to say is that when I was also at the height of my disordered everything behavior, um, I remember being at the club and asking the girl I was at the club with being like, which of these bodies do I look like? Because I didn't oh, wow. I yeah. didn't view myself when I thought of myself and then I looked in the mirror, I didn't look in the mirror the way I did in my mind. I yes. 
And so I asked, like, which one of these bodies do I look like? And the person, I was like, that body? And she was like, no. And then I was like, that body? And she was like, no. And then the one she pointed out, I was like, I am not that big. And, like, I, I went, like, so extreme again from that. And it's not, like... Because she was saying, like, it's just, like, yeah. her perspective, I guess. Um, oh, I lost my third thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, but that will, let, let's pause on that for a second. Like, um, we all have different, like, first of all, the way I I feel like I look at myself in the mirror is not how I see myself in my head either. Yeah. So I don't know what that's. I feel like a lot of us have that. Like, I don't know what what that's from. Um, I don't know if, you know, we, you know, we have how we experience ourselves in our body while we're in them. I don't know. Like, it's so interesting, right? Like yeah. to feel to feel differently. And I think that that's OK that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I mean, we're going to touch on this later with when we talk about social media, but like mirrors aren't you. It's a reflection of you. That's actually like backwards. Right. So like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know about you, but, oh, I actually, I have a really good story or an interesting story about, about mirrors and stuff. When I wear my contacts mm-hmm. and I look at myself in the mirror, I look different than when I wear my glasses. Yeah. So like my body in the mirror looks different. I look bigger to myself in the mirror when I wear my contacts. Whereas if I'm wearing glasses and I look at myself in the mirror, my body image in the mirror looks smaller. And I think it's because my glasses correct more of my vision than my contacts do. And so it's, it's, yeah. So it's like, I'm not seeing like, I don't know if you've ever done this because you wear glasses as well, but have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror without your glasses on where it's blurry? Um, um yeah that? yeah okay so when I do that I automatically look bigger because I think what's happening is the blur is going out more um oh. just from our eyesight like from my crappy eyesight that's horrible like it, yeah. I just look <laughs> like a like a big blur right and then I put my glasses on and I'm like oh I don't look that bad I look how, the, how kind of I thought I did you know what I mean so it the reason why I'm bringing this all up is because it's all perception it's yeah. what we see and it's how our brain translates yeah translates it right so I am the same person with the same body in those three situations with my contacts with my glasses and with with no um I help yeah I'm the same person but I look different in those three different situations that's so and, interesting yeah and it's so it's I think what we're getting at is what we're going to talk about later with um, social media and photos and Instagram. It's like what we the image we see in the mirror is not really us. Like, yeah, we are really us. We are we are who we are in our own bodies. Not, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because why would it be different in all those? You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, like that's exactly body dysmorphia where like. Yeah you see something different but you're the same body (laughs) but you're the same body yeah and yeah and so um yeah and it's it's 
And remembering that I look different in those three different situations actually really helps me overcome body dysmorphia because yeah. it reminds myself that it's in my head. It's it's my eyes showing and then my brain translates what my yeah. eyes see. Not that's not actually me. It's it's like an image of what my brain translates. Right. So I think that's such an important part of the definition we shared is that yeah. it's a mental condition. Yes. It's not. Yeah there's nothing wrong with your body you know it's just how things are being translated and it's yeah i believe that it's diet culture and society that has shaped how our brain translates what we see and like cultural expectations shaping what we a million see yeah yeah a million thousand percent we were and it's 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 diet culture that's ingrained in us with images that we see that aren't real, right? Yeah. Like, think about, and and again, like we were talking about in a previous episode, um, no representation of bigger bodies, and like on that's why that's why we talk about representation as being so important because it helps combat like the diet culture, right? Yeah. Um, conditioning. So we're we're constantly seeing photoshopped images in magazines and you know of tiny tiny people, and we're we're. Basically, the message that we're getting is you are not worthy unless you look like this image. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. So. And especially as women, I was trying to think of like how far back because like it's it feels like in the media and maybe men mm-hmm. would feel differently. But I feel like in the media, it's been like going back to like cartoons like the Flintstones and the Simpsons, even like, yeah, even in even in real life, like King of Queens, all of those shows have Mm -hmm. a fat man and a skinny Mm -hmm. woman. And like, Mm -hmm. that's typically what is shown or was shown until like recently. (laughs) But like, it's like acceptable for the man to be larger, but it's not acceptable for the woman. And I feel like that also shapes what we see in the mirror and what we yes. see in our minds. Well, and I think men do struggle from body dysmorphia. I would, and I, I mean, I can't speak as I'm not male yeah, um, or male presenting um, or I don't, or not, I don't know, I don't have male characteristics. I'm trying to include everyone with yeah. every gender um, when I say this, but like I believe that the stereotype is more men should be big and strong and mm-hmm. not scrawny, right? Like, and I, I use scrawny as a really negative word because that's probably what a lot of men think in their heads. Yeah. Um, but that's the stereotype that men want to be. They want to go to the gym and they want to, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Bulk up and da, 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 da. So that's why I think even though the characters that we talked about aren't necessarily muscular, muscular, the, the fact that they are leaning towards bigger is a little bit more acceptable than if they were tiny, right? So, um, well, I mean, for, the, on, for yeah, on for the, the flip side of side, yeah, yeah, and on the flip side, it's like if someone who's female presenting yes. wants to go to the gym, they have to be careful not to bulk up. So, like, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's meanwhile, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a there's a lot of you know, which is which is not necessarily what a woman's goal 
you know, yeah. might be when they when they go to the gym. Like, I don't have like I don't go to the gym. I find it too triggering. But I don't have an issue if you if you want to go to the gym as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing yeah. it, if you're becoming obsessed with it to the point where it's an unhealthy behavior and it leads leading towards eating disorder behavior then no, obviously that's not a good thing. But if you love lifting weights and you find it fun, yeah, then go. Like lift weights, yeah. be strong, you know, enter in comp- weightlifting competitions. Like, yeah. you know, I have a friend who enter- who does, um, what's that called? Um, it's the latest craze right now with weightlifting. Um, CrossFit? Yes, thank you, CrossFit. And she enters in, and she, her her goal is not to be tiny. Her goal is to be really, really strong. And she enters in CrossFit competitions. And it's like, you know, it's it's very, I, I don't see an, an issue with that necessarily if that's your goal. But at the same time, it's like if it becomes, like anything, if it's not in moderation and it becomes this obsessive, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. thing that attributes to diet culture, then that's different. Yeah. Right? And I think that's so. going to impact your yeah. body dysmorphia, especially if you if you have expectations that you're going to start yes. doing CrossFit, for example, and you're going to bulk up, but then you don't, then yeah, you're going to, yeah, then you're yeah. in your mind because it's a mental disorder. You're going to think, well, what's yeah. wrong with me? I should be bigger. I should work out harder. And it just, it just snowballs down this hill. I remember when I went to the gym, I, I, I don't know how real these are. So I'm saying this with a grain of salt. I don't know how much I believe it. But I stood on this, you know, glorified scale that did a scan of my whole body. And supposedly it breaks down your muscle, your your muscle, your fat, your, you know, your organ. Like it basically breaks it down to help personal trainers tell you what you need. You know what yeah. I mean? And... I remember when they scanned me, this is before all of my eating disorder stuff, they were like, oh, I, we don't normally see this, but you have the correct amount of muscle, correct amount, air quotes, for yeah. your size. You just have too much fat. Normally, when we, what we see, when we see when we see bodies, we see less muscle and too much fat. But you already they're like hmm like and it was almost like puzzling to them like <laughs> you you and I'm just like yeah I it's not like I can't you know what I mean like yeah and I, I remember thinking and that was one of the first times I remember thinking well maybe my body is just supposed to be this way because yeah. you know what I mean like I like all bodies are different right so yeah. um and yeah so I didn't like they were like wow like yeah you have so it was hard for them to you know, at the time plan a fitness regime because they, what they normally do wasn't going to work for me. Work yeah. in, again, air quotes. Because <laughs> in their mind, all I had to do was lose weight and not. Right. Yeah. So it was just interesting. It's just interesting how, you know, that, that can, that can come about. And I've always thought my legs were muscular. I've always thought I had muscular features. Yeah. Like I have bigger arms and I'm self-conscious about them, but like, I think a lot of it is because it's muscle too. Like, so, right. Like it's, I've always felt that way. So yeah. Um, I, yeah. So it's kind of like, if this is how I am, this is how I am. Like, yeah. Which, which is a good segue I feel into, um social media yes and, absolutely and society yeah. where like if you're always seeing thin bodies for example with 
stick legs and then you have muscular legs, for example, yep. you're going to think there's something wrong with you because what's always being represented to you is something that you're not. And yes. that's where, like, we've talked about how representation of all bodies, because all bodies are different. And that's yeah. where, like, you can't have a standard plan at the gym because all bodies are different. And, like, yeah. if you have more muscles, cool. If you have less muscles, cool. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know, a you know, negative thing either way. Yeah. And and social media, I mean, we talked we talked about this a little bit, but I think we should it's worth saying that like people put whatever they want on social media, meaning yeah. it's curated, right? Yep. So that means that it's not it's it's not only is it not real, it's not real and then it's also twisted to be made to be what what you want seen and what you don't want seen left out. Right. Yes. And, exactly. And that's okay because that's the way it is. But it's just it's really worth noting when we're scrolling through social media that it's not everything because it's lacking so much. Yes. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah. like you're only seeing you're seeing a lot of the happiest moments of everyone and the the nicest images and the you know what I mean. You're not seeing and but but on the flip side, you're not gonna post a. Like, I remember someone criticizing me for being like, you only post like so such happy moments. I'm like, well, would you like a picture of me crying in my bed? Like, I like yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not going to post that. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, it's you know, you're going to post milestones and you're going to post happy moments and you might post something difficult, but you're going to phrase it in a way that doesn't leave, you know, that doesn't offer desperation. Right. Because yeah no one's going to want to look at that. Like you just, it just don't. So it's just, it's interesting. What I, where I'm getting at is like, I don't know. It's almost like none of it's real. So we like, we need to try not to worry about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if that makes sense, like I yeah. don't know what your thoughts are on that, but. um, Well, recently I decided that on my Instagram, I'm just going to post on my at Bay Ewington Instagram. I'm only going to post um photos that show different angles and like more realistic stuff to help people curate their feed to show them different angles that's that awesome. like it's yeah. okay because it's helping me get through my journey to see mm -hmm. like I took a picture I was laying in bed and if I positioned the phone like up by my eyes my face looked a certain angle and then I brought the phone down to like below my chin and then obviously my face looked gigantic and yep. I posted both those photos in a carousel to show like hey same face different angle kind of thing um but I do feel that First, I mentioned this in another episode that photos are not realistic, period. Mm -hmm. Like nothing about a photograph is realistic. So if you want to post, dear listener, only photos that make you feel fabulous, do it. If you want to Photoshop your photos, do it. It's your feed. You can do whatever you want. Whatever makes you feel good, do it. Mm -hmm. But know that it's not photos are not realistic social media is not realistic 
And if you see a photo of yourself that's a bad angle, like half my wedding photos, I had like back fat because I had a strapless dress. And when I first saw those photos, I was like, oh my God, everybody saw this. This is awful, blah, 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 blah. But now that I'm more accepting of my body, I'm like, well, that's what happens. Also, because I got hyper-focused on it, I started noticing, um, because I watch all these Hallmark movies, I started noticing even the skinny women in the Hallmark movies wearing wedding dresses that are strapless have back fat. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I have it and they have it. So it's normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually, well, you just took that, that one thing that you were hyper-focusing on that was causing you body dysmorphia and you just turned it around. Yeah. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah. Right? Like, and I agree. Like, I think what you mean by photos aren't real, and we've talked about this in another episode, is that it's a snapshot in time, but it's not a candid one. It's usually posed. It's usually like, okay, let me put the right angle. Okay, everyone pose and smile. And maybe you're not feeling happy that day. You know what I mean? Like it's very, it's, it's, it's essentially curated. It's very, um, you know what I mean? Like it's not um, a true representation of our existence in that moment, I guess, necessarily. What I, what I mean by photos aren't real is that there is no moment in your life where you are going to be sitting still. It's not going to happen. It's not, no matter whether it's a candid photo or a bad photo or a good photo or whatever kind of photo. Yeah, I do prefer candid photos because they feel more like they're capturing the moment. But I'm 100% behind this is that there's nothing about a photograph that is realistic. Nothing. Because life is motion. Yes, that's true. And photos are static. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we have to stop, we, like, when we're taking them, unless it's a candid photo that you don't really know someone's taking of you. If It's almost like if you're aware the photo's being taken, it, you're not going to accurately represent what's happening. And then, yeah. and you're going to have to pause what you're doing and then go back to what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it, it's interesting. But, um, well, and I think it's important to say, like, like everything – well, in terms of Photoshop, like everything on social media, even when you take a photo from your phone and put it on Instagram or Facebook, it looks different because yeah. the pixels have been distorted. So Absolutely. Like, so it's a type of Photoshopping. It's They're trying to make it like a smaller file, but like that distorts the image. So yeah. I also um, feel like when I look at myself in the mirror and then yeah. I take a photo I never, it's rare that I feel the way I do in person when I look at the photo. Because then I start questioning my outfit choice. Oh, well, maybe this makes me look bigger than I want. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should change my outfit. Even though I look in the mirror and I'm like, this looks great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So um, do we want to talk about some, some things we do to help with body dysmorphia and how we overcome it? Yes. Okay. Um, So my one tip is even if you don't post them, take photos of yourself at all angles because that will help you get comfortable seeing them and knowing that life is all angles and it's okay. Even if you don't Mm want to post them, just to know that it's okay to get yourself to a neutral point of like, oh, well, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to like the photo even. You can just accept that it exists. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like it helps disrupt the pattern of what we may have grown up with thinking that our bodies need to be a certain way and then taking photos of yourself at all angles really helps you accept that and become more neutral with like this is actual actual life not you know what I saw growing up or things that I know yeah 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 no that's a good point too um yeah, my tips, I guess, which come from my therapist, so I'm not going to give myself credit for them. It's <laughs> literally like, okay, so if you're having a difficulty, so for my body's dysmorphia, it usually comes a lot with trying on outfits. Um, and my therapist basically, so I could go through, if I'm having a really bad body, body dysmorphia day, I could go through my whole closet and try on everything and hate everything. And then try something on three times and still hate it. And, da, da, da. and it's it can be really like self-deprecating. Yeah. It can be really self-deprecating. So what I what I was told to do or what I do as ways to help is set limits around that. So I will pick three outfits from my closet, for example, and try them on. And no matter what, I have to pick one of those three. Um, yeah. And... And I, and I might even limit like, OK, I'm picking three outfits. I'm only allowed to try each one on once. And and the reason I do that is so that I limit myself from being obsessed. So I might even be like, OK, this is how I look in the mirror with this one. Go to the next one. It's almost like I don't need to stand there and stare at myself for five minutes because then I'm going to pick apart everything. Yeah. So so it's just like, OK, this is how this looks. Next one. And then I just I pick the one one of those three no matter what um, or whatever number you choose, no matter what. And honestly, like, it's almost like I don't spend a long time in front of the mirror. Like I, I go, yep, okay, this is good. And it's almost like, okay, get out of the, get out in front, get out of the way of the mirror, like move out of the way because you're just going to start picking things apart. Like, I think that's key too, because it's a mental condition. Yeah. When you see yourself is often, I feel when it gets triggered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it's true. Like often once I pick the outfit and I don't spend hours in front of the mirror or minutes in front of the mirror, I actually um, feel better in it when I'm in it. And when I'm interacting with people and doing things at the event or whatever I dressed up for, I I don't need to because I'm not thinking about what I saw. I'm thinking about how I'm experiencing the clothes while being in them. Does that yeah. make sense? That, so, yeah. That's what like, I was going to say is like. Yeah try I would take yours I would suggest people take it one step further where it's like don't get dressed in front of the mirror if you know you're having a bad body dysmorphia day and just don't let people take pictures of you because then that'll be triggering yeah and ask yourself how you're feeling in those clothes and if yeah if if I'm having a really really bad body dysmorphia day um where I think it could be triggering for eating disorder behavior I don't even it's not yes I don't even look at the mirror that's one thing but I pick an outfit that I've worn multiple times and liked liked how I've looked in it multiple times so like say for example I'm like you you have this a lot of people us have this one dress or this one pair of jeans we really like or this one whatever and just put on that comfortable familiar thing Mm -hmm. um and then just be like I'm gonna wear this familiar thing and because because I because because even though I don't feel that great about myself right now, I can re- I can have memories of having fun in this thing. Yeah. That I that I've chose right. So it's like I don't even I'll be like okay yeah um, I'm gonna wear this dress and you know because I have some really great memories in it. And then yeah, yeah you might not put it put it on in front of the mirror. 
And, yeah. you know, but yeah, so it's, it's just, it's all about creating limitations that don't allow your obsessiveness to take over. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and you're not, you know, you might want to obsess, but you have to, you have to say to yourself, or at least I say to myself, it's better for my mental health that I don't do this. So I'm choosing my mental health over my, over giving into my disorder, right? Yeah. Because body dysmorphia is a disorder. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm choosing my mental health over, you know, over giving into my disorder. And ultimately, always remember, this is one of the things I wanted to end on too. People don't care. <laughs> like people, nope. you think people see a lot more than they actually do. Yeah. Like, like, does that make sense? It's like people are thinking about themselves. They're thinking yep. about their experience at the party they're, or whatever you're going to. They're thinking about, you know, what they're going to drink, who they're going to talk. They're not thinking about... They don't give a crap about what you look like or what you're wearing. Yeah. They're focusing on themselves. Like we're very um, obsessive, like amongst ourselves, people in nature. Like human nature yeah. is to be obsessed with ourselves, right? So, yeah. so what, when you think, oh, my stomach looks big and everyone's going to see it. No, they don't. They're not. They don't care. Like, And remember <laughs> that if someone were to make a comment to you about something about your body, generally... Yeah. It is a projection of their own thoughts yeah. and fears and disorders and whatever. And they're, it, they may feel badly about themselves in some way and they might be trying to drag you down or Make just remember. feel better by ex- putting you down. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. just remember that if someone were to make a comment, it's 100% about them not yeah. about you. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I know you so well. I was like, oh, I know what she's going to say. I knew you were going to say that before you even opened your mouth. <laughs> it's true. But it's a thousand percent true. When you make, when when people make comments about other people's bodies, it's because they're insecure with, with their own body. hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah. So. It's true. Like, I remember, I'm going to use Aunt Marge as an example. Aunt I remember Marge. being on, Welcome back, Aunt Marge. A, yeah, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, Aunt Marge. I remember being on a beach with Aunt Marge and Aunt Marge saying, oh my goodness, look at all these people wearing bikinis when they shouldn't be wearing them, when they're too, their stomachs are too big and, you know, they shouldn't be wearing them. And Aunt Marge at the time, um, in this moment, I remember looking at Aunt Marge who was wrapped up in a a t-shirt over top of her full piece bathing suit with a wrap over around that being like oh my gosh aunt marge you are yeah you you were you are so self-conscious that you're you're trying to put down these other random strangers yeah. <laughs> like you can't hear you to make yourself feel better and you're criticizing them because you're too afraid to do what they're doing yeah and you know and i remember thinking like at the time, like, Aunt Marge, who cares? Like, yeah. who cares what they look like? Who ca- Like, who cares? It's the beach. They're wearing a bathing suit. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, I feel like I just had a breakthrough, even though, like, I harp on this all the time. I'm like, <laughs> it's all about them, not about you. But I yeah. remember being in Vegas and having a huge body dysmorphia day where, like, I had this, like, skin-tight dress that I was wearing to the club and I didn't bring another dress because I traveled with a carry-on. And so I had to borrow Spanx from the friend I was there with. And 
they were, I guess, longer than my dress was at the back. And we had to walk from the hotel. I mean, we didn't have to walk, but we were being cheap. And so we walked from the hotel to the club. And I remember a complete stranger on the street saying something to her friend being like, oh, if you have to wear a dress like that and your spanks are showing out the back, then maybe you shouldn't be wearing a dress like that. Mm -hmm. And until this very moment, I always felt like self-conscious about that. And in this very moment, I was like, oh, that bitch probably just was super self-conscious on her own that she would never wear a dress like this because of whatever. Yeah. So so our podcast is helping us. It's helping me. (laughs) No, a thousand percent. Like she's making that comment because she feels insecure in some way about something about herself, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, you know, maybe, yeah. And it's probably that she just doesn't feel comfortable wearing a dress like that. Um, yeah. But, just and that's like fine. Wear what you want to wear. But like, yeah, but like, don't be Aunt Marge. Like, don't put other people down for what they wear because yeah. <laughs> I think it's amazing to have representation of like, we need to put actually, that on a t shirt. Don't be Aunt Marge. Don't be Aunt Marge. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I think I think what it's funny what made Aunt Marge feel uncomfortable at the time. I remember made me feel more comfortable to be myself in my own body because I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Like everyone's doing it. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's wearing a bikini, so I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna rock it and not care, right? Yeah. And and I think that that's you know, that's um, something. I want to, yeah. to use an office meeting term, I'd like to circle back to, okay. <laughs> to, <laughs> to the tips uh, yes. in personal experience um, with body dysmorphia. Yeah. We kind of touched on this, but I want to stress a little bit more that like when you're shopping, shop for outfits that you love not outfits that you think you should be wearing and like yeah. try and stock or that you your... think you look good in yeah yeah and yeah. stock your closet with multiple outfits that you know make you happy regardless of what you look like so yeah. that you have them to fall back on if you are yeah. ever in those days because i know i used to not have those in my closet because I only focused on, well, I need to, I have these leggings and like they make me feel really skinny and like I wear them with these kinds of shirts and like whatever, whatever, whatever. And like if you're having a day where you're feeling badly about your body, you don't, I yeah. don't ever want to go to something skin tight. So like having options, like now I have so many options of outfits in my closet and like putting pieces together and trying stuff on on a day where you do feel good and like wearing them on days where you do feel good so that you have these staples to fall back on. It's been such a huge game changer for me um, because I never used to have stuff like that in my closet. For me, um, just jumping on that um, point, I actually, if I find an outfit I really love and feel really comfortable in, I buy it in multiple colors and multiple patterns so for example I've been living in this summer these shorts from Old Navy I literally have probably 15 pairs of these shorts wow Um, and they're just in different colors and different patterns and then I also paired with these Old Navy shorts I have these this tank top from Amazon and I think I own about six or seven of them in different colors most of them are in black because then they'll go with all the pattern shorts yeah and it's what I feel comfortable in and it's I 
and I also have that I have the same I have a fall look too which is essentially leggings and like a an oversized sweater that's cut up high so it gives a little bit of sexiness but like I feel comfortable in those things um and I don't have to think about what I wear like I don't have to think about it because I'm essentially wearing the same thing every day it's almost like I have my Morgan uniform (laughs) so um and then it's usually when I go out that's when I wear something different which is which is when my body dysmorphia can trigger but but having those items like when I find that one the one look that I'm like this is me I do buy all the colors and all the things because it's like, why don't I, I want to feel that way every day, right? So, um, and I don't want to think about what I'm wearing. I don't think it's that important. And I have way more important things to worry about in my life um, than what clothes I'm going to pick out in the morning. Like, and again, people aren't like, I think also having a child that goes to school really, really early um, has also helped me with body dysmorphia, to be honest with you, because I literally put on a bra underneath my pajamas, brush my hair, and then i that's how I take her to school. And I have to get out of the car and walk her to the entrance into the schoolyard. Um, oh. But I've just got – I and I've – but I've – and I at first I was like, everyone's going to judge me because I'm still in my pajamas. No one looked at me. No one. Yeah. Everyone is looking at their own kid walking away into the schoolyard and then focusing on getting back in the car and leaving. Yeah. No one is looking at you. Yeah. So that's really helped me to just not care. Right. Yeah. Like um, I haven't had the guts to not wear a bra yet. But when winter time comes and I can wear a coat over top of my um, pajamas, then that will probably. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. Amazing. <laughs> I think that's yeah. been something that's like really helpful, remembering yes. that no one's looking at you. No one's looking at you. Yeah. And it's all you have to do if you're in a place with a lot of people, all you have to do is look around mm-hmm. and you'll see no one's looking at you. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good spot to end. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> yes. I think this was a great topic. I'm so glad we got to do an episode on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just want to say like – if you are suffering from body dysmorphia, you're not alone. And no. there are definitely lots of little things you can do in your day. Like if you are maybe used to wearing the same thing every day and, and you do have an event coming up and you're trying something new, try it at home when you're alone. And then yep. you'll catch yourself in the mirror throughout the day. That's something I That's a on. really great idea. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage people on TikTok to do that all yes. the time. And yeah, I just feel like when it comes to clothing, it's so easy to try it on at home um, because then you're alone and you're in your safe space uh, yeah. and that might help. Uh, but def- it, the other thing I want to say is it's trial and error because yeah. it's not going to go away overnight. So like trying these little tips or I'm sure there's other people out there with other tips that can help. Yeah. You know, it's a process. Or, you know, bring if you're going away and you plan on wearing something spectacular out for dinner or whatever. Bring that comfortable um, outfit too, just in case. Just in case you get there and you're like, you know, I planned on wearing this, but I just don't feel it today. I yeah. and and that's okay to wear the what you're comfortable in because the goal what's our what's our goal with this podcast is to try to learn to be happy right to be yes. happy with ourselves and if we're gonna wear something comfortable that's gonna make us happier than stressing over something so yes. when you're out for dinner in the moment 
who cares what you look like let's just be happy like yeah. let's just focus on that yes so. that's what life should be like just exactly. focus on your happiness focus on your happiness <laughs> focus on what makes you happy and feel good about yourself yes and that's yeah <laughs> life's too short to worry about the haters <laughs> <laughs> did you make up that song yeah just now <laughs> it's, it's wonderful <laughs> maybe next episode we'll get the next verse <laughs> I'll have to think about the next verse. <laughs> but it's true. It is true. Very Life's true. Life's way yes. too short. You've got to focus on your happiness. You got to. Yep. And like you yep. said, like you can't, like there's more important things to worry about. Like, yep. <laughs> just be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we will end this one today and yep. we will see you next week for the next yep. episode. <laughs> see you in the next one. <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Comment on social media to let us know what you think. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Body Acceptance Babes. Please join our Patreon for bonus content, behind-the-scenes access, and more. If you or someone you love is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating behavior, you can get help in Canada from the National Eating Disorder Information Centre toll-free at 1-866-633-4220 or email nedic at uhn.ca or in the U.S., you can text or call the National Eating Disorder Association toll-free at 1-800-931-2237.